Hello and welcome to A Taste of Scotland's podcast. I'm your host, Jim Gordon, and we've got a few things I want to talk about here today about our events coming up in Franklin. Uh, and then we're going to take a little break and play some nice uh, pipe music. And then I'll come back and have a wee bit of a story for you. But first off, coming up uh, April 23rd, which is uh, just coming up Saturday, we're going to have our gathering, our membership gathering. We will be at the Big Bear Pavilion, which is on the Greenway in Franklin, North Carolina, right by the river there, by the bridge. Uh, come on down and check us out. Uh, we'll have some live music. Norma Jean and I will be playing a little bit. And we'll also be doing some tartan searches. If you want to come down and say, well, what clan am I with? And what's our tartan? We'll have some experts there to, to help you along with that. And also, we'll be uh, encouraging everybody to uh, join up and join us. We've got our big festival. I want to talk a little bit about the festival coming up. It's on June 18th. We are at the Macon County Fairgrounds out there on the Georgia Road in Franklin, North Carolina. We are going to have all kinds of fun stuff for you. I told you last week time about the, a little bit about Tuathadea. They're going to be our headliner band. They're out of Gatlinburg, a great band. Jacobites by name. They've got some traditional Scottish music. They also will be taking the main stage along with Rainbow's Inn. They're a little bit more of the Irish uh, flavor to them. They're actually going to do our Kaylee, which is Friday night. Uh, this would be June 17th at the Raskeller downtown Franklin. We're going to have a parade downtown, and we'll end up right at the Raskellers there, and they'll be doing a Kaylee. Now, what a Kaylee is basically is come on, come all, have fun, bring your own instrument if you like, uh, play the drums, play the, the guitars, the bazookies, the fiddles, the banjos, whatever you like. Come in and join us and we have some fun. Or just come and enjoy the music because it's a good time had by all. Excuse me, my voice ain't quite there. Um, that is all on Friday night. Uh, by the way, on the parade, anybody who would like to join us for our parade, we'll have our color guard. And we've got the, the Girl Scouts going to come down and march with us. Well, we'd like to see as many clans represented as possible. So if you would like to come down, join our parade, represent your clan. I know the Wallaces like to come and parade with us, along with the Grants. The Gordons will be there. Uh, Stewarts, hopefully, and the Crawfords, whatever your clan. The Mc McKenzie's and the McLeods and the McIntosh. And come on, come all. Join us in our parade Friday night, about 6 o'clock in downtown Franklin. That'll go straight to the Cayley over uh, at the Raskeller. And on, what was I at? On Saturday for our big festival. We're going to start off probably about 9 o'clock. We have the Highland Games. That's a full day's activity right there. These big guys are going to be out there competing for points there with the Southeastern uh, Highland Games Association, and there's registered games, and the point system, they're hoping to move up in their categories. They're going to be tossing the caber. They're going to be tossing the sheaf. They're going to be throwing hammers and throwing stones and all kinds of fun stuff. The shot put, all these at the Highland Games. We also have the Kids' Corner. Lots of fun activities being planned. Bring the kids out. This is Saturday at the Macon County Fairgrounds, Saturday, June 18th. I should make that very clear. Okay, all kind of fun stuff for the kids going on. Also, we have border collie demonstrations. If you've never seen that, that is a sight to behold. 
the focus that these dogs have when they're uh, herding the sheep. There'll be some demonstrations brought to us by the Blue Ridge Border Collies. They're coming over from Bavard, and they'll be joining us. Also, we have a Highland Coo. If you don't know what a coo is, it's very much like a cow, only it's got a little bit more hair. <laughs> but he's going to be there, and uh, kids can come out and check out a Highland Coo. This is all at the Macon County Fairgrounds. Also, don't forget the Cherokee are going to join us. They'll be giving us uh, demonstrations um, on, on storytelling and, and some of the other aspects, the basket weaving and uh, some of the, or maybe some stickball. Might get a little demonstration on the uh, stickball game that they love to play. This is all, again, on June 18th at the Macon County Fairgrounds in Franklin, North Carolina. I believe I mentioned Eric. Oh, Norma Jean, uh, Norma Jean will be playing also on our, our second stage, along with the Cherokee demonstrations. We added uh, some folks, the Creative Republic of Dance Academy. They've agreed to bring some of the youngsters out and show us what they're all about at, the, uh, at our Highland Games Festival. Um, that's about that on that. That's all we've got planned at the moment. We've still got, uh, we're looking at at least one more band, maybe uh, join us. This is on Saturday. It'll be nine to four will be the festival proper. And then we clear everybody out. And then starting at six o'clock, we have our big Saturday night concert that will include at this time, Tawathadia will be our headliner. We also have the Jacobites by name and perhaps some more are there to be announced later. This is Saturday night on June 18th. So that's June 17th, June 18th. We also have a Kirk at the Presbyterian Church on June 19th. So Father's Day weekend in Franklin, North Carolina. Make sure you be there. And also April 23rd at the Big Ben uh, Pavilion, the Greenway in Franklin, right by the river there. We'll have our membership drive, some uh, live music, some uh, refreshments for all, and a good time also. Okay, we've got a little bagpipe music we're going to play for you now, and we'll come back, and I've got a wee bit of a story to tell you. back. Welcome back. I'd like to uh, take time to tell you a wee bit of a story here. Now, you may know or may not know that April is in the U.S. is known as Scottish Heritage Month. Um, there's many reasons for that. We 
talked last time about the uh, Declaration of Our Broth, which was on April 6th, which is also known as the Tartan Day here in the U.S. Uh, today I would like to talk about another major event in Scottish history that took place April 16th, uh, 1746. You may know I'm referring to the Battle of Culloden. Now, Culloden, to a lot of people, was the end of the Highland way of life, the, the Scottish culture. Um, personally, I feel that started back in 1692 with the massacre of Glen Cove, was kind of the end of the Highland way of life. We'll get into that more on uh, another t uh, video. But uh, the Culloden was was basically the end. The uh, the the whole war was over who would be the king of England and Scotland. At this point in history, they had been joined by uh, James the Fifth, who became excuse me James the Sixth, who also became James the First of England. Um, they went through a few generations, and the uh, English Parliament decided that. Uh, they know after 1707, when Queen Anne, who was the last Stuart monarch, uh, passed away, they didn't uh, want a Catholic ruler of a Protestant country. So they decided that uh, they made a law that you had to be Protestant to be the, the ruler, monarch. So they got uh, William and Mary, who William was, Mary was a descendant of James V, uh, granddaughter of some sort, and... Um, William was her husband, William of Orange. He was a a a duke, I believe, of a of, of a German province, and they asked him to be the king of England. So he that was the glorious revolution, and there were there wasn't any battle at that time. A lot of folks uh, didn't go along with that. They thought that the Stuarts should still be the king. So they uh, first, uh, back in the 1680s, tried to bring back uh, who they called the Old Pretender, who, is, who would have been James VII, or the second of England's son, um, as to be James III of England. Uh, he was the Old Pretender. There were many uh, battles fought, and uh, they couldn't get it done. The Hanoverians had the upper hand through the whole time. The Hanoverians, of course, was William and Mary's uh, family name. Uh, they were the loyalists, the royalists. They were called Hatterbarons. They're the ones that wore the red coats in the uh, Outlander <laughs> uh, series. Uh, they did it first, uh, and then it was in 1745 that Prince Charlie, who would have been the next generation, he wanted to try to get his father, uh, James, the old pretender, reinstated as king. He was called the Young Pretender. And he came ashore and raised a, a good bit of, of following. They made it, in fact, almost to London. They went all the way down to, to uh, Durth, down in the uh, southern part of England with their, their raids. But they didn't get the support from uh, the English Jacobites or those who follow James, is what a Jacobite is, to uh, really make it work. So they turned around. And at that point, it was kind of a, uh, they fled all the way back up into Scotland, into the north part of Scotland. Now, the commander of the uh, the Loyalist troops was a fellow known as uh, the Cumberland. He was uh, the Duke William Augustus 
uh, Duke of Cumberland. He was the son of the current king. Uh, I believe it was George by this time William had passed on. And he uh, really, not, not that he was a ruthless uh, general or military man, but he was thorough and he really had no empathy for anyone else but himself, pretty much. So anyways, he gets, he got him on the run. He's got the Jacobites on the run and they go all the way back up is in the field of Culloden is just outside of Inverness, which is pretty far into the north part of Scotland. Uh, the uh, Hanoverians, actually it was his birthday on the 15th, uh, the Cumberland's birthday. So they had been uh, celebrating his birthday. They were probably 15 miles away at this point, the night before. And uh, Lord George Murray, who was the uh, Jacobite uh, commander, one of many, along with uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie, who was there, Charles Stewart, they uh, decided, well, let's take the offensive. So although his men were tired, they had not been properly fed for many days and had been on the run, they said, let's take the offensive. We know they're celebrating uh, the Duke's uh, birthday. So they decided to go march, you know, a surprise attack on them. And they didn't get it together till probably nine o'clock that night on the 15th. And they marched all through the night. By sunrise, they're still a good five, six miles out. They're not going to make it. They're not going to surprise anybody. So they decide to march back. So that's how they spent the night before, marching up and marching back. Meanwhile, the Hanoverians were very relaxed. They had partied all night and slept in and had a good breakfast and were taking their time. Uh, on the march because they knew that the Jacobites were going to be waiting for them. Now, why they chose the field of Culloden, no one's real, really sure. Uh, their commander, uh, George Murray, Lord Murray, uh, has said it's a death trap. The, the Highland way of fighting, this was, by the way, the last pitched battle in English soil uh, to this day, the, uh, was the Highland charge which had worked very well for them. It scares people when you got a bunch of crazy Highlanders just charging at you and screaming and yelling with their swords drawn. But the uh, Hanoverians, the Loyalists, had figured out how to do take care of that. Uh, I'll get to in a second. And one thing I wanted to mention, this was not necessarily a battle for Scotland against England or even Protestant against Catholic. There were Jacobites on both sides. There were loyalists to the, the crown on both sides. In my own clan, the Gordons, they were pretty much split down the middle. While the Duke, Cosmo Gordon, uh, the third Duke of Gordon, had pledged his loyalties to the king and stayed loyal to the, uh, the Hanoverians, his brother, Louis Gordon, took at least a thousand, some say 1,200 men of the Gordon clan and fought on the other side fought for the Jacobites uh, and died at the, on the Jacobite side. Uh, casualties, the British, uh, the, excuse me, the Loyalists uh, lost 50 men, less than 300 injured, uh, wounded. The Jacobites on that one day alone lost uh, 1,500 men. It was a massacre. They didn't stand a chance. The, the Loyalists, the Royals, 
Hanoverian army was well-trained. They had two or three lines of men so well. One was firing, the next guy was loading. So it was a continuous barrage of not only musket fire, but artillery. They had learned how to, with their bayonets, uh, deflect the charge and stab to the left. A real simple move, which wiped out many uh, of uh, the Jacobites. And before the battle, they had gotten hold of a document, which they later found out had been forged. But they, it was supposedly at the time, George, the Lord George Murray, the commander of the Jacobites, telling his men to hold no quarter, meaning no prisoners to the last man. This, however, was proved later not to be true, but they didn't know it at the time. So although the battle lasted maybe an hour, hour and a half on the fields, any of those that were lay wounded on the field were dispatched of uh, unceremoniously by the, the uh, British soldiers. And they went on to clear out everyone in, who looked like they could have been from the, high, the Highland culture. Uh, men, women, children were massacred in retaliation for all of the, for the battle. It was a pretty bloody mess. And Prince Charles, during the middle of all of this, saw how the battle was going. And some say he was in tears and crying when he ran from the field. He made it by April 20th to Azag. And then later, uh, it was a month or so later, is when uh, the famous Flora MacDonald uh, got him on the boat dressed as a maid. And they went over the sea to sky, as the song goes. Um, Culloden was the end of the Highland culture, the absolute end. After that, it was uh, banned. Anything having to do with Scottish culture, the kilt, the bagpipe, was considered a weapon of war. Anything was banned by the British for 45 years or so. And uh, pretty sad that we almost lost it all. But we, it has been brought back uh, in later years, which we will get to at another time. So thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time.